If you want to secure a safe retirement and your financial future, here is the most important tip I can give you. Don't be fooled by perception management misdirection. The dollar is going to zero. The Fed chart makes that painfully obvious. I don't know why nobody talks about it. The problem is they're not showing you these Fed charts on the news, are they? But when the US dollar is in trouble and all your retirement funds, pensions, 401ks, IRAs, what about social security and Medicare? They are all at risk because they are all dependent on those dollar denominated assets. I think that's a major problem. They're also not telling you that the global central banks just announced they're bringing all their gold back to their native countries as a flight to safety. What do you think they're getting ready for? Let's go through where we are in the current retirement landscape and uncover the truth that the media is hiding to keep you calm and confused and only then can you deploy a real plan for safety? Coming up. I'm Lynette Zhang, Chief Market Analyst here at ITM Trading, a full service physical, which is the only way to hold gold and silver in my opinion. We specialize though in custom strategies that are based upon the historic norm. Everybody better have a strategy and you better have a separate retirement plan from the system. Because if you don't, I'm afraid you're going to have some problems. Let's start with social security because frankly, a lot of people depend on social security for most of their income. So these are the most current numbers in the social security. And what you need to be aware of is that 91% of social security is funded by payroll taxes. So it is a pay as you go program. Is that why it's so critically important to keep people employed? And what you can also see is that, well, actually back in 1933, when they put this system in place, there were 158 workers for every beneficiary recipient. Well, by 1970, there were 4.3 workers and by 1922, 2.8 workers. And it sort of seems to have been staying at 2.8 workers for a while. So I kind of question that number, but the trend shows a decline in workers and a rise in beneficiaries. So more beneficiaries, less money coming in. What in the world do you think that's going to mean to you? We know that we've been in deficit since 2010 and by 2013, that's when the baby boomers started to retire. And that's why we're having that increase in beneficiaries, but they anticipate that the trust funds will be depleted in 2034. So you see how there's like a light blue here between now and then what they're referring to there is the fact that when we ran excess, so here and then also also earlier, when we run in, when we ran a surplus, the government borrowed that surplus and left IOUs, left debt in its place. So this blue area is us cashing in those bonds 
that the government uh, used to borrow those funds. So that means that they're going to have to borrow the money to repay Social Security. Any way you look at it, what do you think happens then? Let me show you. Based on the trustees' projections, combined Social Security benefits could be cut by 20% 20 by 2034 without legislative action, and we're going to refer back to that in a second. But more than 15 million older Americans are economically insecure. So who are they going to depend on? Maybe their children. Maybe their children can't help them. About 50% of seniors rely on Social Security for the majority of their income. So what do you think happens if there is indeed a 20% price cut? What do you think the legislative action means? It means increased payroll taxes. And with fewer workers, I mean, how much can they raise those income taxes or those payroll taxes? So we've got a lot of things that are going on to the retirement security of most of the people. And we haven't gotten to your 401ks or pensions yet. That's coming. But let's look at Medicare's hospital insurance trust fund will be depleted by, they anticipate, 2031. Well, this Medicare used to also be primarily funded by payroll taxes, 64% in 1972, but only 36% in 2022 because there are limitations to how much they can tax you. I mean, can you go more than 100%? And, you know, we are taxed every time we turn around, whether we realize it or not. It's not just income taxes. It's taxes on almost everything that you buy. So we are being double, triple, quadruple, and more taxed. So there are limitations. So if that fund goes away by 2031, and you can see the deficits, I'm not really sure. Couldn't really quite figure out where there's a little bit of surplus in here. But what we know is that the tax receipts are on the decline, and the rise in cost, and there's a rise in costs. This is a recipe, seriously, for disaster, because more and more people depend on Medicare. This is the change in the U.S. population that is utilizing Medicare between 1990 and 2021. And it's up to 18.4% of the U.S. population. And this trend is escalating as us baby boomers continue to dominate the markets. And that is a very clear and steady and hard uptrend. In the meantime, when you look at the demographics, and really what I'm showing you isn't just true here in the U.S. This is really more of a global trend. But this is where we are at because this is immigration. The lighter blue is immigration. The dark blue are births minus deaths. So it looks like we are going to be reducing the number of people on the planet. And this is the overall. So you can see after an anticipated surge, because this is what they're anticipating. All of a sudden, we're going to get massive amounts of immigration. Well, if they change some laws, maybe they will. 
But you can see how important immigration is to maintaining these programs and payroll taxes. Uh, but you're also, they're anticipating not as much as before, but an increase in births versus deaths. Well, if you've got a rising baby boomer population, it means you're going to have a rising death population. And back in the day, like I'm the youngest of seven, but how many families of seven do you find anymore? So that becomes less and less common, more and more people. I mean, you know, Megan had one baby, Whitney had one baby. So there is a depopulation, that trend that has been going on. And we've talked about what's happening in China with that quiet uh, rebellion with people not even having another baby that they're trying to encourage. So after an anticipated surge in population growth, population growth is, is they expect it to decline over time. And at the same time, let's shift to pensions. For state and local pension plans, the writing is on the wall. The, through 2022, unfunded liabilities were $1.45 trillion. So these state and local pension plans, and some will be worse and some will be better, but they're only 77.3% funded. So what does that mean? Again, it means that they're going to have to increase taxes in order to make and or cut benefits or a combination of the two in order to maintain the state and local pension plans. So all of those lofty promises, there, there's a problem with it and they are gonna have to raise your taxes. So, so everything that I'm telling you in here on the public side, taxes are going up because who's the one that really pays? And you really do need to get, when the government says that they're gonna spend money, they're spending your money. They're spending your tax dollars. Do you feel like you're represented? represented? Because quite honestly, with the blockchain technology and how fabulous that is, my good friend Gerald Salente has a brilliant idea. We don't need any politicians. Why can't we just let the public vote? With blockchain, they should be able to do that. Yeah, I haven't heard that suggestion yet from anyone other than Gerald, and I do think it's quite brilliant. So let's take a look at private pension plans. You know, it used to be that the corporations were trying to attract workers, and so they set up these private pensions, and then the with a defined benefit, so you knew what you were going to make if you worked for the corporation for 30 years or however, you know, a good good period of time. And, and typically it was 30 years. But now with everybody fo changing jobs so often, well, they still have a lot of those pension plans in place. It's a problem for the corporations, quite honestly. The value of assets earmarked for retirement declined the most in OECD, so these are major countries, in 2022, driven by negative nominal investment rates of return. Now, if you read that, would you actually know exactly what that meant? Negative nominal investment rates of return. Way to say it in a way that nobody basically understands what you're saying. But what they're really saying is the stock market and the bond market went down. Boom, that's easy enough. 
fixed income instruments, bonds. The largest asset class for pension providers have seen large drops in valuations across the globe, driven by high inflation and interest rates. Yeah, because central banks have been pushing interest rates up, which means the value, market value, those bonds go down. The longer the maturity, the greater that fluctuation, right? So bond markets went down. And of course, what did we see? We saw the explosion in the regional banks that happened, what, in March, April. But it happened to everybody. It didn't just happen to a little group. And widespread decreases in equity valuations have exacerbated negative returns in several markets. The stock market went down. But let's say it in a way that nobody understands it and then they don't question it. But look at what the options are typically inside of pensions, equity, bonds, cash and deposits, collective, collective investment schemes. These are all assets that are based on this, right? So if this goes to zero, what do you got? You got nothing, a big fat bupkis. This is perfect for your retirement. Perfect. This is what my personal retirement is in. But pension plans, social security, Medicare, all of these things are dependent upon these Wall Street assets nominally going up because the value of this is clearly going down. That's what inflation is. And hey, if they meet their 2% target, it doesn't mean that you're gaining any purchasing power. It means you just lose it slowly enough that you don't notice it. Let's look at large 401k plans because what's also been happening as we've seen a consolidation in the banking industry, in the media industry, in the food industry, in every industry, what's happening? Fewer investment options are being presented to the workers and, and, and the workers, those that are contributing to the 401k plans, I'm not really sure how much they pay attention anyway. Generally speaking, the investment options available in 401k plans are mutual funds. Could be ETFs, could be other things, but generally speaking, because this is current, there's still mutual funds. Well, what are mutual funds made up of? Stocks, bonds, and derivatives, etc. So they're made up of garbage that, that is denominated in this. Wow, shocker. The same is true in your 403B plans. Now, if you have a 401k, you might have the option, you have to check with your administrator, of doing an in-service withdrawal rollover election. In-service withdrawal rollover election, which would allow you to roll a certain amount. It's usually up to 50% or $50,000, whichever is lower into a traditional IRA. Once you get in a traditional IRA, you still have these kinds of options, but your options open up. So if you do have that option, you might want to consider it, or you might want to consider borrowing, etc. See what you can do to get your wealth. If you're currently contributing in your 401k, see what you can do to get as much as you can out of there so you can 
secure your retirement. But 403B plans are basically the same, except if you're currently contributing, you will have no access to that money. Other vehicles, IRAs, all different kinds of IRAs. I used to have a SEP IRA. I cashed that in. This is my retirement. I mean, I have more than these, obviously, for retirement. But my retirement is based on gold and silver as well. And no, I don't do either one of those inside of an IRA because it's too visible, it's too accessible to them, and not accessible enough to me. And I trust me with handling and managing my retirement far more than I trust these institutional investors. I don't trust this system at all. And I'm an ex-stockbroker and an ex-banker. What does that tell you? Seriously, what does that tell you? Because this is the part that matters the most. And what you're looking at here is the purchasing power of the consumer dollar according to the Federal Reserve, which means it's worse. And I just did it from 1970 when we really were transitioning off of any level of a gold-backed standard. So we've lost over like 97% of the purchasing power value left. And what I would really also like to point out is the consequences that we're now dealing with of QE. All of this, sorry, Randy, but you got to deal with it. All of this free money, well, gee, I mean, not like the central banks would ever own the responsibility of creating all of this inflation, but... Truthfully, the system died in 2008. So, hey, when you know you're declaring bankruptcy anyway, and if you get a, a card in the mail, what are you likely to do? You're likely to go out and spend that money. There you go. That's QE. And they are committed to hitting that 2% target. So, therefore, at least at this point, they are committed, we'll see, to raising interest rates more. But look at what pops up although it's not, it's, it's been on there, but look at zero. And we are only at three cents officially. Now it could be 3.25 cent, but you can see how rapidly here the decline in purchasing power is. So if we go to zero, this is one thing that never changes. A trillion times zero is zero. There is demand for this crap in one place only, but all of it is dependent on this having some level of purchasing power, barterability value. It's losing it by design and since the day that you were born. And this is the same thing that I really never hear anybody talking about. And hey, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm completely wrong and my understanding of all this crap is completely wrong. I mean, I don't think so. I've been groomed for this moment in time and been doing it my entire life on different levels. But if there's no purchasing power left to inflate away, what happens then? That's what the test of negative rates was about because they have to attack your principal. And it's so much easier to attack your principal if your wealth is inside of the system. Because with this, you hold it, you own it. 
in that system, you are paying to play. And that does not serve you well when they, when they intentionally remove all your purchasing power. What do you got? You're not going to be able to retire. And what are the central banks doing for themselves? Well, this is gold allocation change and expectations. So they expect an increase. Well, this, these are the color codes. Increase, stay the same, or decrease. Here's your increase, and this is over the last three years. 42% central banks increased their gold holdings. 42%, that's pretty good. 51% held the same amount of gold holdings, and 7% sold off some of their gold. So you might recall through the pandemic when some central banks to keep their countries floating use their savings. That's what gold is. It's their savings. So they did as much as they needed to to get by, but they didn't do any more. Now, the next three years, 41% central banks plan on increasing their gold holdings, while 59% plan to maintain their gold holdings and zero, count that zero, plan on selling any gold holdings. Why? This is critical. Gold has played a crucial role during the last couple of years. We increased the exposure eight to 10 years ago and had it held in London using it for swaps and to enhance yield. So in other words, using it to trade with. So they used it as collateral in London and the Bank of England as collateral to trade with and generate income. Are they still doing that? Hmm. Now we've transferred our gold reserves back to our own country to keep it safe. Its role now is to be a safe haven asset, and that is true for you too. And it is significant that they're pulling their money, their gold home, their real money. Don't you think you should too? Don't hold it in a retirement. Well, you do whatever you're comfortable doing, regardless of what anybody says, even me but I would not hold it inside of a retirement plan. It limits the kind of gold that I can buy to the kind that's easy and best for them to steal. And I want the kind of gold that's in that different classification. That's just how it is. So I'm telling you, if you like this, give us a thumbs up, leave a comment. If you have not started that strategy yet, get it done. Click that Calendly link below or give us a call, make some time. I mean, the time is now. There seems to be a lot of apathy out in the marketplace right now, and maybe it's summer and maybe you're busy and all of that. But don't forget that September is right around the corner. And I can't tell you what's gonna happen in September, but I remember when I remember in September of 2008, when the public became aware of the problems in the system when Lehman went out. But I also remember all the warnings we got before that. Take heed of these warnings, get your plan in place. And until next we meet, please remember, your wealth shield, your financial shield, it's made up of gold 
and silver. Definitely not paper and promises. And until next we meet, please be safe out there. Bye-bye.